What a wonderful time of year as we get to, in a special way, exalt and magnify the one who means everything to us, Jesus, our Lord and our Savior. Well, tonight, what I want to do on this Christmas Eve is focus in a special way on the shepherds. We saw that in the video clip, and I want to really focus on them, and we are going to look tonight at one of the most familiar and most read accounts of the Christmas story found in the entire Bible. It's in Luke chapter 2 and verses 8 through 20. If you're visiting with us tonight, and I realize we probably have many people who are visiting with us tonight, this is the fifth in a five-part series that I've been doing on how the Christmas story displays God's heart for the nations. Not only Did God send his son into the world to provide salvation for you and for me? But God has a heart for all people groups everywhere. All peoples and all people groups around the world. He wants to bring them to his son to make them worshipers that his glory might spread throughout the earth. And in Luke chapter 2 verses 8 through 20, Luke records this says, in the same region there were shepherds out in the field keeping watch over their flock by night. And an angel of the Lord appeared to them and the glory of the Lord shone around them. And they were filled with great fear. And the angel said to them, fear not, for behold, I bring you good news of great joy that will be for all the people, for unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior who is Christ the Lord. And this will be a sign for you. You will find a baby wrapped in swaddling cloths and lying in a manger. And suddenly, and suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of the heavenly host praising God and saying glory to God in the highest and on earth peace among those with whom he is pleased. When the angels went away from them into heaven, the shepherds said to one another, Let us go over to Bethlehem and see this thing that has happened, which the Lord has made known to us. And they went with haste and found Mary and Joseph and the baby lying in a manger. And when they saw it, they made known the saying that had been told them concerning this child. And all who heard it wondered at what the shepherds told them. But Mary treasured up all these things, pondering them in her heart. And the shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for all they had heard and seen as it had been told them. Well, our first thought tonight is the shepherds. When God chose to announce the birth of the Messiah to the world, he chose to announce it first to shepherds. God didn't take out an ad in the daily paper in Jerusalem, nor did he inform the rich and powerful of that particular day and age. I once heard or read a story, I should say, about a man who had a very specific consulting business. He worked with large corporations and he would go before them into major metropolitan areas to see whether or not it would be a good place for their business to expand. 
He would work with them, go into a major city, do a demographic study, do a viability study, and he would also find out who are the or who are the important people in that city? Who are the key people in that city? Whether it would be in Los Angeles or Chicago or Denver or some other international city that they might want to expand to. He would look for what we would call the movers and the shakers in that city. But I want you to know tonight, that's not, that's not how God brought his son into the world. God made his announcement, first of all, to shepherds. Shepherds who were outside of Bethlehem, out in the field, keeping watch over their flock by night. In all probability, as we try to reconstruct the historical situation, these shepherds were responsible for keeping and tending flocks of sheep that were to be used for the temple sacrifices. Often people would make their pilgrimage to Jerusalem and they wouldn't have their own sheep so they would have to purchase them and these shepherds would supply them to those who bought and sold. But we need to know something very important about these shepherds. The shepherds of Palestine were of the very lowest class of people at this particular time. In many cases, especially by the clergy, the shepherds were looked down upon and treated with contempt. Not only that, but there were specific discriminating practices against them with respect to the law courts. A shepherd, you may have heard this before, was never permitted to give a testimony in a court of law. This class of people was considered so unscrupulous and so untrustworthy that their testimony was considered of little or no value. In a word, in a word, the shepherds were a despised class of Palestinian Jews. And though the contemporary society despised the shepherds, it seems that God had a special place in his heart for them. And that's what I really want you to think about. Though they were despised by the culture in which they lived, it seems that God had a special place in his heart for them. Thomas Skinner was a great evangelist who went home to be with the Lord in 1994. He grew up in Harlem, uh, practiced most of his ministry in urban areas for many years. And he once said this, the heart of God beats for those people whom the world despises. I like that. The heart of God beats for those people the world despises. It was to the shepherds. It was to the shepherds that God sent an angel to announce the birth of the Messiah. So I just want you to picture that with me tonight. To this low class of people. This despised class of people, people who were looked down upon. This is the class of people. This is the group of people to whom God sends a divine messenger, an angel that comes from the throne of God. And that's our excuse me, second thought tonight, an angel of the Lord. In a moment in time, on one momentous night, an angel of the Lord appears to the shepherds. 
And in that same region, there were shepherds out in the field, keeping watch over their flock by night. And an angel of the Lord appeared to them. And the glory of the Lord shone around them. And they were filled with great fear. Can you imagine that? These shepherds, uneducated, working out in the fields, working out in the night, night air, probably cold this time of year, huddling together, hungry, maybe bored by the tediousness of their task, when suddenly, out of nowhere, unexpected, on this one night, on this one momentous occasion, they are overwhelmed by a brilliant and dazzling light. And the angel, an angel of the Lord appears to them, a real angel, an angel from God, not some science fiction story, but an actual angel from heaven makes his appearance. And of course, they were terrified. They were paralyzed with fear. And the first words of the angel are, fear not. The angel said to them, fear not, for behold, I bring you good news of great joy that will be for all the people. And I want you to think with me how personal this is. The message, the good news that the angel was announcing would be for all the people. But it was for those shepherds. It was first announced to this low class of people. In verses 11 and 12 it says, For unto you, for unto you shepherds is born this day in the city of David a Savior who is Christ the Lord. And this will be a sign for you. You, you will find a baby wrapped in swaddling cloths and lying in a manger. Mm. In the city of David, Bethlehem, they were going to find that a Savior had been born. And this Savior would be the Christ. If you're not familiar with it, the New Testament word, Christ, is the Old Testament equivalent or is the equivalent of the Old Testament word used for Messiah. So when we say Jesus Christ, we are always saying Jesus Messiah. And the angel announces in the city of David has been born a Savior who is Messiah, the Lord. And the announcement of the angel was followed by directions for the shepherds. You will find a baby wrapped in swaddling cloths and lying in a manger. Now, Bethlehem was not a large town. And they would find the baby, according to the tradition of the early church, in a cave. Now, there is always differences of thought in exactly what this place where Jesus was born, what it looked like. But according to early church tradition, it was kind of a carved out cave that was often used, what we would call a barn, depicted almost exactly in the movie, in the, excuse me, in the video clip that we saw, a cold, damp indentation in the side of the hill. That's most likely what it may have looked like. But if the shepherds were to find this child, they would seek out the newborn children and they were specifically to look for a baby wrapped in strips of cloth. 
the angel says to the shepherds, look for this baby, one wrapped in rags and lying in a niche carved out in a cave on the side of the hill. Well, our third thought is let us go to Bethlehem. Verses 15 and 16 of this passage ought to challenge and stir the souls of all of us. This is what it says. So the angel appears. Then there is a great gathering of angels that say glory to God in the highest and on earth peace among those with whom he is blessed or with whom he is pleased. And then it says this. When the angels went away from them into heaven, the shepherds said to one another, let us go over to Bethlehem and see this thing that has happened, which the Lord has made known to us. And they went with haste, and they went with haste and found Mary and Joseph and the baby lying in a manger. I want you to think about something with me tonight. They were not commanded to go to Bethlehem. They were given a life-changing message, but how they responded was their choice. They had to make a choice of how they were going to respond to the message that had been given to them. They could have responded with doubt. They could have responded with skepticism and cynicism and said, I'm not really sure about this. Did we really see that? Are we dreaming? Are we tired? Not at all. The shepherds heard the announcement from an angel, then a host of angels, and their immediate response is, let us go over to Bethlehem. And I love that phrase, they went with haste. They went with haste. In other words, let's go right now. Not next week, not six months from now, not ten years from now. We want to go right now. And in verses 17 and 18, we find, so interesting, we find that the first evangelists of the Christian faith were shepherds. It says, and when they saw it, they made known the saying that had been told them concerning this child, and all who heard it wondered at what the shepherds told them. The first preachers of the Christian faith were shepherds. These lowly people whose testimony was worthless in a law court were valued by God, highly valued by God. For God entrusted them with the first human proclamation of the good news about Jesus Christ. And I want you to think this through with me, what has happened here. They heard the message. They came to Christ. They saw, they believed, and they proclaimed. Think that through with me tonight. They heard the message. They came to Christ. They saw, they believed, and they proclaimed. They couldn't wait. They couldn't wait to spread the word, to tell everyone what they knew of the birth of Christ. The very last verse of this particular text says this, and the shepherds returned glorifying and praising God for all they had heard and seen as it had been told them. God made an announcement through his messenger angels, an announcement that would change the world, and he confirmed it 
by the eyes and the ears of real people. And the innocent, childlike faith of the shepherds is a model, a tremendous model of how we should respond to Christmas. Every year, throughout every year, they believed with the innocence of a child, with childlike faith. And that's how we should respond to Christmas and that's how we should respond to the entire Bible. And I believe the shepherds are pleading with us tonight, pleading with all of us, let's go over to Bethlehem. In haste, let's all go over and see this child and believe. But there's something else here that goes along with what I have been sharing with our congregation for the last month. The birth of Christ is a great reminder that God came into our world to offer salvation and hope to all people everywhere. This isn't a white gospel. This isn't a Western gospel. This is a gospel. This is good news for all people of all skin colors, of all cultures, of all languages, of all people groups, of all nations. And I specifically want you to think about this with me tonight. The shepherds represent God's great heart for the poor and the despised of the world. They are his representatives of all the people everywhere who are poor and who are despised. According to the Human Poverty Index, 1.6 billion people in our world right now live in abject poverty. 1.6 billion people. Abject poverty is defined as someone making the equivalent of less than $2 a day. Approximately 50% of the poor live in South Asia in the people groups and nations of South Asia. Another 29% live in sub-Saharan Africa. And of those remaining, many of them live in middle-income countries where they have had technological advances, but many have been left behind. Story in many nations, many have been left behind. In the report that I was looking at, it said in the country of Niger, in Africa, 90% of the people live in what is called multidimensional poverty. When all of the factors are figured in, 90% of the people in Niger live in poverty. But I want you to know tonight, God cares for them. He sent his son for them. He wants the good news of Jesus Christ, that they can receive him as Savior and Lord and find his salvation and find the great joy that is found in him alone. It is for all of those people. And I believe those shepherds are the great representations of that. But there's something else here. I believe the shepherds also represent all those who are hurting, who are suffering, And who are forgotten. And that may be some of you tonight. There may be people among us tonight. Who have gone through. Very difficult personal circumstances. And you're here tonight. And you're hurting. 
on Christmas Eve. We want you to know that the newborn king came for you. We want you to know that the gospel says, for unto you is born this day in the city of David, a Savior who is Christ, Messiah, the Lord. Any person, no matter what you're going through, no matter how forgotten or despised you may feel, Christ longs to come to you. He longs for you to believe that he is all he claimed to be, that he died and rose again to pay for all of your sins and to give you a complete and thorough forgiveness. And if you will receive him as Savior and Lord, in humble childlike faith, he will come into your life and promises never to leave you nor forsake you, promises that nothing will ever separate you from his love. As Pastor Chad mentioned at the beginning, we have a book that we want to give you as you leave. It's a book by Pastor Matt Chandler, a well-known author and pastor. It's called An Even Better Christmas, Joy and Peace That Last All Year. This is a gift for you as you leave, and this will help you to even better understand the message that I have shared with you tonight. Thanks for being with us tonight for letting us be a part of your family celebration of Christmas. We are honored, honored to have you among us tonight. And we pray that you have a wonderful and blessed Christmas. I'm going to close us in prayer, and then Pastor Mike's going to come again and close us in song. Let's pray together. Heavenly Father, thank you for the coming of Jesus. And thank you that you came for all people of every ethnic background, of every language, of every cultural diversity. Thank you. Thank you that you came for the rich and you came for the poor. Thank you that you came for the well-known and you came for the anonymous. Thank you that you came for those who are rejoicing and for those who are hurting deeply. For those who are suffering. Oh, I pray, Lord, that you will meet them tonight. By means of your Holy Spirit, I pray that you will meet them deeply and personally. For I ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. Let's stand together as we conclude our service tonight. Sing Silent Night together. Silent night, holy night, all is calm, all is bright, round yon virgin mother and child. Holy infant so tender and mild, sleep in heavenly peace, sleep in heavenly peace. Silent night, oh.
stream from heaven afar. Heavenly hosts sing Alleluia. Christ the Savior is born. Christ the Savior is born. Silent night, holy night, Son of God, love's pure light, radiant beams from thy holy Christmas, you are dismissed. Peace to the sun above, melt the clouds of sin and sadness, drive the dark 